Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. My name's Harold Thornbro, and I'm glad you're joining me again today. And uh, this week we're going to talk about stacking functions with rabbits on your permaculture homestead. Now, I've talked a little bit already about uh, stacking functions, kind of what that is. And uh, I want to talk about, we, we often think about using like objects, say a building or, or even a plant, um, you know, or, or just items around our homestead as stacking functions, using them for their multiple purposes. But sometimes maybe we don't think about the animals we're raising on our homestead uh, for uh, the use of stacking functions. And, and a lot of times when people think about homesteading, they think about that gateway animal. They think about chickens. And chickens is a is a great uh, a function uh, stacking uh, animal. And, you know, at some point we'll probably talk about that. But what has been one of my favorite animals to stack functions with is rabbits. It's something that because of the environment my homestead is in, uh, rabbits were a more logical choice. And it's just something I have a lot more experience with even. Grew up with chickens, love chickens. and I mean, I love everything about chickens, really do. But I really enjoy raising rabbits for a few reasons also. So uh, I do want to talk about that, stacking functions using rabbits. So uh, let's just jump right into it. I have an article uh, on the blog uh, at redemptionpermaculture.com. You might want to check out. It's it's basically it's nine reasons raising rabbits might be perfect for your homestead. And I want to go through a little bit of that article, but I also want to add a few other things that aren't mentioned in that article. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to stacking functions is not really stacking functions. It's the one of the reasons you might want to raise rabbits, and that's the rabbits are just really easy to raise. It, it isn't a function in itself, but it's uh, if you're going to raise a livestock, rabbits are one that doesn't that just don't take a lot of work, a lot of time. They're a little bit of upfront expense if you're going to have them in cages or you're going to build tractors for them or whatever, which we'll talk a little bit about in a few minutes. But um, yeah, once you get your your cages, your your uh, ways to feed them and water them purchased um they're really inexpensive to take care of uh they they can eat right from your garden a lot of the year and you can even um make hay for them if you want to take the time to do that that'll get you through the winter seasons if you're living that kind of environment so they can virtually be almost free to raise as far as money goes 
so it's just extremely easy animal to have on your property. There are some issues with them, though, that you have to be aware of. They don't handle heat really, really well. So if you're in an environment, say, southern United States or something where it's really hot all the time, rabbits are going to struggle in the summer. You're going to want to have some fans on them. So you do have a little bit of, you know, you want to have them in an area where they can stay cool. So have some moving air across them. Try to keep them cool. I've actually had to go as far as when it's like getting 100 degrees outside and things, even here in Indiana where I'm at. Um, I've had to like freeze water bottles and throw water bottles in their cages and they'll lay right next to those water bottles through the day. And, um, it, it just helps cool them off. And, and, uh, I've never lost a rabbit to the heat, but I know folks who have, so it can be an issue, uh, with rabbits. Also, um, there's a, there's a couple diseases, but one I've dealt with is coccidiosis and, uh, it can plague rabbits in certain, uh, situations. And I ain't going to go into a lot of detail about that here. I do have a podcast episode about that from way back uh, titled Homesteaders Need to Know About Coccidiosis. So you might want to go find that podcast episode if you want to know more about coccidiosis. Like I said, I'm not going to get into it here, but I dealt with it and it was a pretty serious issue when I was colony raising my rabbits. So colony raising rabbits can can really, uh, like I said, coccidiosis can be a real issue there. It can in any situation really, but especially if you're colony raising or say tractor raising your rabbits in that way. So it's just something you have to be aware of and have and know about the, the signs of it and how to treat it and things like that. So I just wanted to make you aware of that before we get into it. But I do really enjoy raising rabbits. And and like I said, there's a few things um, that are difficult about them, but it, you can, there are some breeds that are more adapted to high temperatures. Um, there's just certain things you can do. Ear mites are another issue you could have with rabbits, but it's really easily uh, treated. I've had to deal with it a few times, but like I said, it's not a, it's not a hard thing to deal with. It can even be dealt with without using medications, using things like um, vegetable or, or an olive oil or something like that in their ears. I will say though, uh, if you use an actual ear mite treatment medication, it does make the problem go away a lot faster. A lot of people are just against that, and that's great. I mean, if the less medications and you know uh, things like that you can bring onto your homestead, the better. But I've done it both ways, and um, I will say if you're looking to get rid of a serious ear mite issue fast, <laughs> the ear mite medication does work faster. I will admit. Uh, like I said, I've done. I've done it with olive oil and vegetable oils and things like that, rubbing in their ears, and it works. But you have to be really diligent about it, and you have to give it several applications. Where I've found with the ear mite uh, medications, it's really fast acting in one or two uh, applications, and it's over with. So, um, and I've had some rabbits with some pretty ser- severe cases of ear mites before before I got to them. So uh, it's just something you want to keep an eye out for and uh, know about. But you know, these are the things about raising rabbits. These aren't really the great things about raising rabbits. These are the problems. I want to get that out of the way early because I think the benefits of raising rabbits just way outnumbers the, the, the few little problems you can have with raising rabbits. So number one uh, for actual function stacking is that, you know, rabbit meat tastes great. It's a great meat source uh, for your um, homestead. Not everybody eats meat. I get that. I don't have a problem with that. It's everybody's choice. Maybe you don't even want to eat rabbits. Maybe you eat meat, but you think rabbits are just too cute and cuddly to eat. Well, there's a whole bunch of other reasons to raise rabbits I'll get into here in a few minutes. But I will say that it's a great chicken substitute. Um, you can use it almost in every as a substitute for chicken in almost every dish that you would fix chicken in. It's a little bit different texture of meat. Taste is very, very sim- similar. But um, you do have to cook it a little bit longer 
than chicken usually uh, to get it to just uh, to get a better texture to it, um, cook it more thoroughly. But it, it really can be used uh, just like uh, chicken in many cases. And what's funny about that is like as Americans, I think a lot of Americans are really funny about eating rabbit. Uh, where it's around the world, it's it's just a common uh, meat source. It's like chicken to us in a lot of the world. So it's really it's not like it's a unheard of thing to do. It, it, it's it's a really a very common meat source in most of the world. Um, and I'll tell you uh, what I think is another great uh, thing about rabbits is they're super easy to process. The only animal I've ever processed that was actually easier than rabbit was quail. And I also raised quail and they're just super easy, but you can, you know, call and clean skin a rabbit in just a few minutes and have it ready for the freezer or the oven. Um, and depending on the breed, you might even be able to make uh, use of its hide, which is a whole nother uh, area of function stacking. Their fur uh, can be used in crafts or garments. Um, so it's just a, it's a great, uh, rabbit for its meat and for its fur uh, can be depending on the breed and and you know there's a few tools that make rabbit processing a little bit easier um, that uh, I've just found that are worth having uh, there is a tool called the uh, hopper popper uh, go to the original hopperpopper.com and they they make this product and it's for basically calling your rabbits uh, making it easier to uh, to take care of them uh, on when it comes to just when it's time to call them it just makes it faster, easier, and uh, you'll you'll like uh, what they've got there. And even they even have some tools to hang the rabbits to clean them uh, when you're when you've uh, called them. So it's it's just makes the job a little bit easier. You can do it without these tools, but um, I think I like having. If you're going to process a lot of rabbits, they're worth having. <sighs> rabbits don't take up a lot of space either. I'll tell you that. Um, like I said, if you have a rabbit cage or a hutch. They're pretty content in there. They really are. I try to get them out and put them in uh, outdoor areas on the ground, uh, doing some function stacking there that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But they're they're great to have because they just don't take up a lot of space. If you can, I mean, raise them their entire lives in cages if you want to. I like to put them in tractors. Again, I'll mention talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But uh, you know, get them on the ground a little bit, get them out of their cages. But if cages are what you have and it's all the room you have, you can raise you know, rabbits in cages and they're pretty content. Uh, they don't seem to have a lot of issue with it. They like the, they like the seclusion. They like to be left alone and they like small spaces. I mean, they're, they're an animal that's used to, um, spending a lot of time in their burrows down in the ground, which aren't very big. Um, so they don't, they don't require a lot of space. They just, they're pretty content with small spaces. Like I said, it's good to get them out and get them to mingle around with other rabbits or, or, uh, you know, get them on the ground eating some grass or whatever, but they, they're pretty content in cages. They really are. So you can really raise a, an abundance of them in small spaces, no matter where you live. If you live in town, uh, if you have your permaculture homestead in the city, it's a great animal for that. I mean, because they can, they, you can, you have a little bit of patch of ground to get them on, but then you can put them back in their cages when, uh, when it's time. And I, I said earlier, I used to raise, uh, rabbits in a colony. Uh, where they just stay together all the time. And there are some fantastic benefits to that. There really are. There's a lot of pros, but let me tell you, there's some cons as well. And coccidiosis was my con. Um, I, they were spreading that disease like crazy because they were so together and uh, and being on the ground. And it just, uh, cages became a better option for me uh, to raise them in. And a lot of people have struggled with that. They don't like keeping their animals in cages. And you know what? You have a hundred percent freedom to raise them on the ground. I just want to let you know that there can be potential issues with doing that. 
um, if you have a lot of rabbits and on the ground together all the time. Rabbits also don't draw a lot of attention if you live in an area where animals are prohibited. Now, I'm not telling you to break your local ordinances or laws by having livestock. I'm just saying that rabbits, many times because they're considered a pet animal, can be exempt from that and or they can be raised under the radar where your uh, your city doesn't know about it because they don't make any noise. Um, they're quiet. If you keep them clean, if you keep their, their uh, area clean, they don't really have any smell. And you know what? If you can't see them and you can't smell them and you can't hear them, well, as far as your neighbors are concerned, they might as well not exist. So uh, it's just a really good animal to raise under the radar uh, if you're just wanting to have some livestock. And it's also just a good preparedness animal. You know, I'm not a doomsday guy, but if that day ever comes, it'd be nice to have a, a meat source on your property no matter where you live. And rabbits are a great one for that. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's talk about one I think is one of the greatest benefits of raising rabbits. Even if you don't want to eat the meat, even if you don't want to get them for their fur, if you just want to raise them because you love rabbits and you want to pet on them and you want to love on them and you just want them on your home, they're great for the garden. Uh, one of the best things uh, about rabbits is their manure, and it's a cold manure, which means it, it can be added directly to the garden without composting at first. Now, you can compost it, and it's great in compost as well. But it does, by skipping the composting stage, it does offer you a quicker garden amendment. And let me tell you, rabbit manure is garden gold. You will love it in your garden. There's so many great articles out there uh, on on the value of, of rabbit manure in a garden. The... The uh, blog post I was telling you about, about the reasons, nine great reasons to raise rabbits on, on your homestead, there is a link in there uh, published by the Michigan State University Extension that really points out a lot of the qualities of rabbit meat, uh, I'm sorry, of rabbit manure uh, for your garden. And, um, and the fact is that rabbit manure is packed with nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, all kinds of minerals and micronutrients. Uh, it has it, it has a lot of beneficial trace elements such as calcium, magnesium, boron, zinc, magnesium, sulfur, copper, cobalt. All these things are a great benefit to your garden, and and that right there is reason enough to raise rabbits. Uh, so just that one extra uh, function stack is it makes it all worth it as far as I'm uh, uh, concerned. Um, I mentioned earlier that. Rabbits can be fed right from your garden. They are. They're super inexpensive to raise. Um, they love mulberry leaves. They love comfrey, which is a great, uh, both are great uh, plants to have on your uh, your homestead. So you can feed your rabbits right from your homestead. So um, they're a saving money function. You can actually save a lot of money on meat raising rabbits because they will produce a lot of meat for you. If you want to put a little bit of work in or or set it up to where they can get to the food, virtually free uh you can feed your rabbits so uh again it's a it's a good um a, a function stack of rabbits is the cost um 
I mentioned that I think they're a good doomsday livestock, and and I think they are. One, they breed uh, well. Okay, they they will breed like rabbits. They, they don't need any help from you. Um, I raise quail. Now quail, I have to incubate the eggs. I think they're a great livestock to have, but I have to. They will not hatch their own eggs. I mean, I, there's been cases where people get at a Caternix quail to hatch their own eggs. I've I can't do. It. I've never really tried it because I just I hear the horror stories about trying to do it. It's just been bred out of them. They just don't naturally do it anymore. Really, um, they it's not impossible for them to do it, but for the most part. You have to incubate the eggs for them. So I have to have an incubator. I have to power that thing. I have to go through the process of taking care of those eggs and raising those chicks, getting them in the brooder and, and, and taking care of them in those early days. Rabbits, they they do it without any help. They get together. They do their thing. They feed their young. They take care of them. And, yeah, there's some bad experiences in that sometimes. Sometimes they do some pretty bad things. Sometimes you get a mom a rabbit that's just not a good mom, and they won't take care of them properly. I've had that happen. Uh, but for the most cases, in um, the experience I've had with raising rabbits, they've done a great job raising their own babies. And you don't have to do anything. You just keep feeding them and watering them, and they'll grow up, and they'll start eating feed and water just like their mama. And it's just such an easy process. And, and they can breed a lot. And you can have a lot of meat. Uh, so I'm just saying they're an ideal livestock in a doom and gloom situation because you can just keep that meat coming and 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 expand it and and grow it to as really as much as you want. And I like the idea of rabbits. I mean, you can you can produce. I mean, as much meat as having a cow uh, on your property um, with just a few rabbits over a year because it's just constantly happening and uh, it's just a great meat source for that situation another great function stack of rabbits is they can be a great income opportunity whether you're selling the baby rabbits the baby buns or you're selling breeding stock or you're selling rabbit meat uh, there's a lot of ways you can make money with rabbits and depending on the breeds that you raise Selling live rabbits can sell for quite a bit. Uh, breeding stock of some good, high-quality, popular breeds that people want for breeding stock, they, they go for a, for, a, for a pretty penny. So it can be a very good um, moneymaker for you if you want to raise rabbits for that purpose. Uh, also, prepping the ground. If you put them on a rabbit tractor, now they will not do what a chicken will do. Now, a chicken will turn up the ground. They will, they will, um, they will. When you're running uh, chickens in a chicken tractor, um, yeah, they'll scratch that ground. They'll almost till it for you. Okay, they'll dig it up. They'll they'll put their manure in it. They'll they'll take care of it. But rabbits will eat the grass. They'll clear off the grass and they'll drop a lot of manure if you move a rabbit tractor along the ground where you're going to have a garden. Like I said, not near the benefit a chicken will have, but quite a bit of benefit. They'll clear the weeds and the grass for you, and they will uh, and they'll drop a lot of manure in an area for you. So you can run your rabbits in a rabbit tractor just like you would chickens and get a lot of the same benefits. Not all the benefits, but a lot of the same benefits. So just something else you can do with rabbits. Some popular meat rabbit breeds, because if you're going to raise your your rabbits for meat, they're, they're all made of meat, so they're, they're, you can eat them all. Uh, but some popular ones, because of their meat-to-bone ratio or, or other reasons, uh, and some of these are also have fur production um, benefits as well. But like the New Zealands are one that I started out with, actually. They're very fast-growing. They have a great meat-to-bone ratio. So they're just a great uh, and popular and pretty inexpensive 
breed to start with. I like New Zealand rabbits. There's just there's an all round kind of all purpose good homestead um, rabbit. Uh, the Rex uh, rabbit is also a great one. They have a great meat to bone ratio also, but they also have the added benefit of it being great for fur production. They have a, they have a nice fur, a nice thick hide. Uh, if you want to use their, um, their fur also my, probably my favorite rabbit of all time, uh, is, well, there's two really, I really like, and one was a cinnamon, which is a crossbreed, uh, from other popular breeds. And, and I've ended up with some cinnamon rabbits and again, great meat to bone ratio. Um, a lot like the New Zealand. I love the color, that cinnamon color they have. They're just a really nice rabbit, really calm, um, r- really nice rabbit. Now, probably my all time favorite one, though, is the American chinchilla. Now, they have a beautiful fur, probably the most beautiful fur, I think, of all the rabbits. Uh, great meat to bone ratio again. So you got the fur and, and the, uh, the bone ratio. Great demeanor i mean they're just a calm relaxed rabbit to raise but also the size just a huge rabbit i mean they get so big but also another thing is we were talking about raising them for uh selling live breeding stock american chinchillas are worth a lot of money a lot of people desire that breed they're a great breed to have so um, i just think it's probably my favorite breed now i started out with new zealand's i was a new zealand guy for years once i started getting into american chinchillas i fell in love with them i mean just everything about them i love so they're my favorite rabbit but you will pay a lot sometimes for a good breeding stock of american chinchilla but again it's easy to get that money back from from them too uh one if you live in uh, a couple that if you live in areas where maybe the temperatures are um, a little higher these ones are a little more adapted to uh um temp higher temperatures especially the second one i'm going to mention but first one is the californian uh, again they're good meat to bone ratio good for for production but the florida white it is a smaller rabbit that doesn't mean it has less. I mean, it still has a great meat to bone ratio because they have smaller bones, of course. So it's a smaller rabbit, but it still has a lot of meat, very climate tolerant for heat. They're a hardy breed. So if you're living in like Southern United States, the Florida white might be a better um, rabbit for you. If uh, even though it's a smaller rabbit, don't be too um, turned off by that because I said the meat to bone ratio is still great. Uh, you have to raise more of them to get the same amount of meat. But you're still getting a lot of meat per rabbit. Um, so they're a great rabbit. Um, but, yeah, more tolerant, more hardy than a lot of these other breeds. So there's just a few of the popular ones that I like that you might want to look into. Rabbits are just great to have on your property. They're going to serve a lot of functions on your property. Uh, you know, there's some other things they can do. A lot of people just raise them for their, I mean, this maybe sounds cruel, but raise them for dog food. Um if you have a lot of working dogs on your homestead, those can be expensive to feed. A lot of people raise rabbits to feed their dogs. You're not just tossing your live rabbits to them. Don't get me wrong. It ain't like that. But just like you would feed yourself, you're feeding it to your dogs. And a lot of people feed them raw because it's just been proven that a raw meat diet for dogs is actually really healthy. So it's what they're it's the way they were designed to eat to eat a lot you know live animals really to catch and eat their own animals but um you can kill them toss them to your dogs and they eat them and it's really a healthy it's really a healthy uh food source for your for your dogs um again they just serve a lot of functions fur meat manure uh they can prep your garden 
Um, they're just a, a great all-round animal. Now, they don't have all the functions, all the, the function stacking that a that a the chicken does. Naturally, a chicken's got a few more. It can do a few more things. It can work for you a little bit harder than a, than a, a rabbit. But in a lot of situations, you can't have chickens. I know a lot of people in urban in urban homesteading situations that their towns do not allow chickens. Rabbits might be a better choice for you. Um, so it's just something to look into. I wanted to bring that up in today's episode. And I think that um, no matter what animals you choose to have on your homestead, Look at the functions they can serve for you. I'll be talking about a few of them on this podcast. We'll probably talk about quail. We'll talk about chickens. We'll talk about uh, pigs. We'll talk about a few of the other things that you can be raising on your homesteads that will serve lots of functions for you. But rabbits are one that it was the first livestock. Uh, now, when I was a kid, I grew up with all kinds. We had pigs and cows and chickens and everything, rabbits even. We had a lot of animals growing up. But in my adult life, when I started homesteading myself, Rabbits were the first one I started with, and I just I I, I really enjoy them. I, there's a lot of things I like about rabbits, and uh, they're just great animals to raise. So I wanted to bring that up today and talk about and encourage you that if you're looking for a good livestock for your homestead, think about rabbits. They're a great one. So there you have it, folks. Another episode. Um, I hope you'll check out the uh, the blog, uh, Redemption Permaculture. Dot com And I think you'll really enjoy some of the articles there as well. And uh, uh, there it is, folks. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad you took time out of your day to listen. And I'll catch you again next week. 